0: Um, So when I heard about this um, event, I contacted the whole network, regionally, and I asked if they could give some feedback, some comments. Is there a message from the region to take to this event in London? And I had two types of responses, to my surprise. Very, very enthusiastic, um, very detailed responses, which I'm coming here with a, a narrative of those. And a lot of other people in practice doing urban design architecture who were not even aware that MPBF existed. (laughs) Honestly. A lot of people haven't read it. At least they knew it existed. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go a little bit, contextualize this, where we are in the region, Uh, look at what worked there. I'm going to go directly to practice. What's working in practice? What's not working? and why? and what can we do to move forwards from a regional perspective so i'm not going to go through the regional inequalities because i presume we're all aware of that but just to put everything into context we have uh, in the midlands we are sort of halfway through income wise and to the to the mid-rate to lower affordability in terms of housing prices so we're not the worst off but we're not Uh, at the top. Similarly with population growth, so we're growing at a steady pace compared to the rest of the country. And public expenditure per capita is on the lower side of mid-range as well. So we are kind of halfway through. We have lots of good universities. others not so good, but we have lots of universities in the region. But we really, really struggle to retain talent. And the reasons for that I teach in the last years of two universities. And I do reviews in other universities as well, regionally. And obviously, there are better wages elsewhere. But not only that. So all of the first-year students at the last-year review quickly, quickly disappear from the region. And in a week, we don't see them anymore. That is regular. Also, I think the major driver for that, apart from wages, is that we haven't got very interesting projects going on. But when we do have something really exciting and interesting, we struggle to compete with um, well-established practices somewhere else that have a larger track record of quality development. So the local practices are really struggling. And that's where we are then. We, We have a lot of struggles in that sense. Uh, but we love the MPPF. So the reviews of those who have read it and knew what was there uh, love it, particularly the shrinking of it. So it has been welcomed, and uh, it has provided some authority at, at a local level. So what we like most of it is uh, the presumption in favour of sustainable development in black and white and repeatedly several, several times So that provides a powerful tool when bad development comes along uh, for local authorities to uh, refuse it. Neighborhood planning is great, we're working on it, and slowly, we're still in nappies, as we say in Spanish, but we're getting there. Uh, The new neighborhood plans are coming up are better than the first ones, so we are learning how to do it properly. Development plans. I could, and then uh, ensuring vitality of town centres. And I forgot to put in there, because I did this on the train on the way here, forgive me for that. I forgot to put um, rural economies as well. That's good. A lot of small towns and villages are working on economic frameworks and things like that, and alongside how to develop um, commercial areas. So all of that is fine. High-quality homes, we like that. Design review panels, brilliant. It is working. We haven't achieved high, highest quality yet, but it has made a difference. Uh, and all of the reference to mitigating climate change, etc. so all of those are good. We also love all of the health and quality of life, uh, a better lifestyle, and place making, place shaping, and all of that is great. Community infrastructure levy charges, I have mixed reports from that, but primarily the, the, the authorities that have resources and have Skills, I think that is very powerful and they would like to use it more, but sometimes they struggle. We can work on that in the workshops, I suppose. Um, I could go into more depth, but I think there's no time. Uh, Planning performance agreements as well, mixed reviews, and with these comments, it came across the disparity between uh, authorities when they have resources and when they don't. Particularly smaller authorities are in great disadvantage. And um, require the support of the local community is also welcome. This is all from point of view of people working in planning, in authorities and in urban design. This is not from the point of view of developers. I haven't got that point of view. They haven't read the NPPF. neither have a lot of designers. Uh, uh, What came across as well is that there is a lot of very lovely things in there, but they are not very defined. They're a bit ambiguous, and they seem to be a little bit of blue-sky thinking, considering the challenges that we face in the region. So um, it's highly desirable that local planning authorities should have an up-to-date plan in place. Well, those that don't have it, really struggle and uh, are suffering the consequences of bad design and having to rush decisions and haven't got much support. Uh, expect new development to take into account landform, layout, building, orientation. I think that's a little bit, in my view, that should be a joke. I don't know why we have to say that in our national policy framework. I don't go around the street asking people to, in order to see what's in front of you, you need to put your eyelids up. It's obvious. Why do we have to have that? There's something massively wrong if we have to have a statement like that in national planning policy. Um, provide competitive returns to a willing landowner, a willing developer. That is a good luck without that of told. Some authorities have managed to do that over. Years of negotiation, months and months of putting documents together, trying to gather agencies to deliver that and finding uh, vehicles to deliver that. So that's not as easy as it seems in the region. Um, Where self-guards are necessary to make a development acceptable, in planning terms, the development should not be approved. That's great. That gave a lot of authorities that have, those that have the skills in house, a lot of power. There is a problem when they don't. And the smaller authorities that haven't got the resources to commission, design, review, or other types of support also really struggle. And they have to make massive compromises. So we're there. a lot of areas are vague and perhaps too aspirational for some parts of the country. Very ambiguous. There are lots of words that are not in the... Um, they're not defined in the document. And actually, you would think they shouldn't be, but they have to be defined. I mean, it's character, format and scale, sense of place. We still don't know what that means. We go to review panels. We go to meetings with uh, people, uh, with developers presenting an application. And I have spent up to two hours describing character, trying to explain what character means. So there's still a problem there, a massive problem. What is good architecture? Well depending. So, um, the bit that says, recognizes the weather benefits of the ecosystem services. What, what does that mean? That's, that's great, but what does it mean? If you sit down with a developer, it could be anything. So, there are lots of phrases like that. And when, you, when it's black and white, there are millions of pounds on a piece of land. You have to have a strong hand to handle that. Um, some problems with the wording. Uh, I picked up on this one. Our standards of design can be so much higher. Yes, of course. Confidence in development itself has been eroded by the too frequent experience of mediocrity. Well, I would change that. I would say it's not mediocrity. It's unsustainable, unsafe, poor design with negative impact on society and the environment. That's what we're having on a regular basis. I see that daily. So we have projects like that. There's a brand new project. These things are being built everywhere. We have countless homes that are car dependent, that all look the same, identical. Play areas that are miles away from the homes nobody will ever go, that nobody ever goes. Overgrown grass and everything, abandoned. Sots that are just holes. Detached houses that are built at 200 millimeters from each other. We have all of these things happening regularly. We have community buildings, um, town centers, denying lovely landscape and facing power stations and, and car parks instead. We have that, that one at the bottom. This is the town's, this is the main center for new development. So what it would be the square. So the square is a car park. It has lovely pavement. I would have rather spent that money on a good designer. On the top, blank facades with pointless mimicking windows, and that is the main square. So these things are still not being delivered, and we can go into more depth as to why. There are reasons why, of course, many reasons. Uh, integration of residential commercial uses, mixed uses, is, is in several points of the MPPF. we're still not achieving that for various reasons. Empty housing and buildings, bringing back to, into residential, only very, very strong authorities are doing some of that. It's still very difficult as well. Address connection between people and places. Again, going back to Matthew's presentation, I don't know what that, well, I know what that means. But who? I don't think we know what it means collectively, as a profession. And how can we achieve it? Um, delivering a wide choice of high-quality homes, while well, you've just seen the images I showed you. So it likes the NPPF lacks profile and status. Uh, this is. Another point of view, so we do some workshops with house builders and developers, and this is what came out from a house builder's workshop. What are the barriers to achieve good design? They didn't find any solution to those barriers. Yes, I can hear somebody mentioning highways. Highways is horrid. Highways is a torture. Honestly, we have. why don't we just adopt Manual for Streets is my question. Manual for Streets has demonstrated that it works. If we need regional or local variances, it's possible that we do. Well, then we can just say, these are the points in which we differ from Manual for Streets. We don't need a whole new reinventing the wheel document. And when you, when you work in cross regions, that is really confusing, very, very difficult. Um, so, solutions they didn't find any. Okay, we might not have solutions, but we certainly have outcomes. Those are the outcomes. So, what's going on? We are destroying the environment, really. Uh, but uh, stop from moaning. We have all these tools which are great, and I've heard rip- repeatedly professionals saying, um, yes, I know about developments that achieved 12 points in building for life, and they're still not good design. But as Matthew said, maybe they don't deliver good design, but they will stop unsustainable design to, to a certain degree. And they will improve really, really poor design and move it up a little bit. And they are doing. But it takes a battle to put these things to, to work. Um, and I, I, went on to uh, thinking by myself, what is the message from NPPF overall? So I looked at what the paragraphs, introductory paragraphs uh, work out, and looking at how they try to achieve sustainability. So the economic, social, and environmental um, aspects are tackled at the introduction in equal measure, exactly equal measure. So as you, when you count the chapters, the social part is in disadvantage. And when you count the pages, the natural is the one that is uh, is more thought about, and the social lacks. To me, that reflects a lack of understanding as to how we can deliver socially positive development. And we need to work on that, because that's not acceptable. Um, If we look at the chapters, how they are dedicated to different topics, economy comes first, of course. And then quality, great. We'd love to see that finally there. That's good. Nature, heritage, transport, communication, healthy communities, they're all, and green belt are all the same. Now, a healthy community weighs the same as a green belt. And climate change. I, don't, I really don't understand it. I don't know if I'm wrong, but. Then if you look at the pages dedicated to each topic, we have quality and nature coming up great. I'm happy with that. But it seems to me that those are the topics that we're most, most comfortable writing about because are the ones that we know about. Why don't we start looking at a look communication? So it, it again, Greenbelt weighs more than communication and the same as healthy communities. Personally, I would like to see a chapter on healthy environments. And a chapter on community and networking. Um, so, some of the comments in PPF are, on, are only as good as those using them uh, and those who have read it. That's only the, the percentage of, that have read it. <laughs> then we have, so we, there is going to be a skills audit for authorities. We welcome that, but that's not the only thing that needs to happen in our view. A full review of MPPF and the planning process across regions and across disciplines needs to happen to identify what the barriers are for everybody, not only for those managing the planning system. And events in the Midlands would be excellent. We would welcome that. So I would like to do that, if possible, please. Um, I never heard or read planning. Uh, never heard or never hear or read planning offices of designers conservation referring to MPPF so we need to talk about it more and make it have more weight Um, and we spend months trying to reach agreements on planning submissions are poor quality, we have endless design reviews it takes a long time to resolve things, we even have to put up training sessions for developments of designers so this thing, the power to request a, planning, a pre-planning engagement and design review, I think uh, local source should be given that power because it is helping. Uh, then uh, housing is the largest construction industry market in the region and is not dealt with appropriately by higher education. This is a massive problem we have. Graduates uh, that stay in the region, because we have first class students. Graduates, the goal. Graduates that stay in the region, so the mid range of, of graduates level, don't know how to design communities. So we cry for a master's in housing and community. Um, certain universities in the region have removed completely urban design and site analysis from all their courses in the built environment. So why are we going backwards? This is outrageous. These people are going to, then we're going to meet them at Design Review. It has happened. I have met some of my former students at Design Review. So all built environment courses, please meet the NPPF criteria. Why are we taught about the RIBA stages when we first arrived to university, but we're not taught about NPPF? It It doesn't make any sense. Thank you.